Since she was five years old, Rose has studied the violin. Now she is 23, and her international career as a virtuoso violinist is really taking off. She has toured Europe, South America, and China, playing for large audiences. After her tour ends, she starts to feel ill and goes to the doctor. After a series of tests, the doctors tell her that she has a brain tumor. It can be operated on easily, but they are not sure how it will impact her ability to play the violin. They present her a very persuasive case that, with some practice and rehabilitation, she will be able to play the violin again after a couple of years. The tumor will prove to be fatal within the next 10 to 15 years if it is not removed. Rose has never had a life without intensive violin practice as a part of her daily life. But she would also like to have a family one day, but wonders if she would be happy without the violin. She considers not having the operation so she can continue her life as a virtuoso. But she also wonders if a long life might be worth it without her violin career. What should Rose do? As you can see, Rose is faced with a very difficult life situation, and she will be forced to make a huge decision. I'd like to start off by acknowledging how talented Rose is. When I was younger, I used to play the saxophone, and I know from experience playing an instrument is a lot of work. If I had spent my whole life perfecting my love for the saxophone and one day I had to let it all go, it would probably be a very hard decision to make. Though if I were Rose, I would think very carefully about my decision because this would most definitely impact the rest of her life. Rose is only 23 years old and she has a lot ahead of her in life. Her experiences and thoughts now about who she wants to be in life may drastically change even in the next two or three years. Being a violinist may seem like her whole life right now, but she may meet the love of her life tomorrow and her views on life and all the things she wants out of it may be different. I think this is something we can all relate to. How many of you had a completely different view of yourself, society, or even life just before coming to college? As students and young adults, we are constantly changing and evolving as we age. We are leaving home, taking on new life experiences, meeting new people, and learning life lessons every step of the way. With that being said, if I were Rose, I would choose the path that promises me a longer time here on this earth. After hearing what the doctors had to say and how confident they seemed to be in Rose's ability to still be able to play the violin once her surgery is complete, I would trust that they are very knowledgeable in the field, and I would be optimistic that my chances of playing violin again are likely. But on the other hand, their confidence in her ability to live past 10 years if the tumor is not removed is very slim. This not only promises her a future with no children, but it also promises her a future with no violin past 10 years. If Rose were to die, she would lose everything, everything she worked so hard to achieve. I think her best shot at happiness would be to take the chance on the surgery. If all goes well like the doctors believe, Rose will be able to continue her love for violin and also be able to start a family one day. What's interesting to note is that doctors who deliver prognosis to terminally ill patients are systematically over-optimistic. According to a study by the University of Chicago researchers published in the February 19, 2000 issue of the British Medical Journal, physicians on average predicted that their dying patients would live 5.3 times longer than they actually did. For those of you who don't know, in medical terms, a prognosis refers to an individual's life expectancy or how long the person is likely to live. Here, we can see why Rose's decision to remove the tumor is even more vital to her life. Hypothetically, this data shows that Rose could potentially only live two years without removing the tumor, since doctors tend to be more optimistic about the prognosis. But with that being said, this doesn't undermine my faith in the doctor's ability to successfully perform Rose's surgery. Specifically, Rose's story reminds me of an article I came across about an older woman in a very similar situation. 
Dagmar Turner, a patient at a British hospital, played the violin while a tumor was removed from her brain so that surgeons could preserve her ability to play music and her 40-year-old passion for the instrument. And to prevent any damage to her violin skills, the neurosurgeons came up with a brilliant plan. They would map out her brain, open the skull, and then get her to play as they removed the tumor. In the end, they managed to remove over 90% of the tumor while retaining full function in her left hand. But of course, I understand that life doesn't always go the way we plan. Clearly, we can take Rose's current situation as an example. It is important to consider what life would be like if the doctor's optimism isn't the reality of Rose's situation post-surgery. Rose could go into that surgery room as a professional violinist and come out as if she has never played a single instrument in her entire life. And this could cause Rose to live a very sad life, regretting her past decisions, a life no one wants to live. But in conclusion, after taking all parts into consideration, I stand by my decision to choose the path that promises a longer life. I think Rose is too young to take the chance of leaving an extremely deadly tumor to kill her, especially when she has so many more life aspirations, more than just playing the violin. Pollution is the introduction of contaminants into the environment that results in unfavorable change. There are different kinds of pollution like water pollution, air pollution, noise pollution, and land pollution. Water pollution is contamination of water bodies such as lakes, oceans, seas, and groundwater. Water is an essential commodity in the ecosystem. In fact, about 71% of the Earth's surface is covered by water, where 96% of the water is oceans. Water is a very important element of life in the environment, and only 2.5% of this water can be used for essential use. But the sad thing is that most of the people in the world drink, cook, and bathe with contaminated water due to water pollution. This speech will touch upon pollution of freshwater sources like lakes, rivers, and groundwater. There are two major sources of water pollution, that is, point sources and non-point sources. For point sources, there are specific sources that can be identified and controlled to prevent pollution. They include spills from pipelines or containers, sewage pipes, and factories. Non-point sources, on the other hand, do not have a specific source. They may include oils and gasoline, pesticides, runoff water from rains, or melting ice that carries fertilizers. There are also litters such as plastic bags and animal waste that drain into rivers, then lakes, and finally into the oceans. Though the major types of water pollution across the world are caused by disease-causing bacteria and viruses. Water pollution has major effects on human beings. Around 7.4 million deaths around the world are reported each year due to the effects of air, water, and land pollution. In most developing countries, it is estimated that more than 80% of untreated sewage contaminates creeks, rivers, lakes, and oceans. In these countries, 95% of sewage is not treated, and consequently, more than 2 billion people consume water that is polluted with disease-causing bacteria and viruses. In 2016, respiratory tract infections were reported to be the third cause of death in the world, respectively. An example of the impact of contaminated water on human beings is the case with the city Flint, Michigan. The authority of Flint started sourcing its drinking water from the Flint River and did not include corrosion control in the treatment process. Soon after they started distributing the water to homes in the community, the people complained about the color, taste, and smell of the water. It was later found that the water contained contaminants such as corroded lead from the water pipes and plumbing fixtures. 
In July of 2015, test results showed that the children in Flint had high amounts of lead in their blood and that the water contained higher amounts of lead than the acceptable limits. Consumption of such contaminated water can cause liver, kidney, and nervous system problems. High levels of lead in children can also result to a low IQ, short concentration span, increased violence and antisocial behavior, and adverse effects on the reproductive organs. In pregnant women, it can cause miscarriages, and in men, it affects the organs responsible for the production of sperms. All in all, these effects being quite devastating. What's more is that contaminated water can cause the death of aquatic life. Plants and animals depend on water for life and are affected when the water is contaminated. Statistics from the Center of Biological Diversity on the effects of the Deep Horizon spill show the impact of pollution on aquatic life. The BP Deepwater Horizon catastrophe in 2010 spilled 205.8 million gallons of oil and 225,000 tons of methane into the Gulf of Mexico. Out of this, only 25% of the oil was recovered, leaving a huge amount of the oil at the sea. According to the statistics, around 82,000 birds, 6,165 sea turtles, 25,900 sea mammals, and a big number of fish were killed or harmed. Besides that, underwater habitat for the rare dwarf seahorse was destroyed, and more than 1,000 miles of the shoreline, including beaches, were oiled. Such catastrophic oil spills are deadly, costly, and can change sensitive ocean ecosystems forever. Contamination of water through sewage is another way that affects aquatic life. Most of the urban sewage contains litter, which in 70% is usually plastic, and 30% is metal and glass. Studies have shown that more than 1,200 aquatic animals come into contact with litter by eating it, living in it, or getting tangled up in it. When the animals ingest this litter, it creates health problems to the animals by depleting their nutrients and blocking their stomachs and intestines. Since animals cannot digest plastics or metals, they die from obstruction. The litter also creates a toxic environment in the water. This water, when consumed by the animals, causes blood clotting or other medical issues that kill the animals. The toxic water may also kill the plant life in the water, and the animals will not have enough to eat, and as a result, die of hunger. Water pollution also leads to a distortion in the ecosystem. A healthy ecosystem relies on a chain of animals, plants, and fungi, which interact either directly or indirectly in order to thrive. When one of these is harmed, it affects the entire aquatic environment. For example, nutrient pollution leads to an increase in algae, which reduces the oxygen in water and hence the death of aquatic life. The algae can also produce neurotoxins that can affect wildlife from whales to sea turtles. These toxins can reduce the animal's lifespan and ability to reproduce, and this will affect the food chain as the predator eats the prey. Contaminated water also has an economic effect as management and restoration of contaminated water bodies is expensive. For example, in 2019 after the Fukushima disaster, Japan stated that it was running out of space to contain the over a million tons of contaminated water. It was estimated that it would cost them around $660 billion to clean up the effects of the disaster. In normal cases, it is expensive to purify drinking water and also to treat illnesses that are a result of consumption of contaminated water. It also costs governments a lot of money to clear litter and algae in the water. Litter and algae on water bodies also affect fishing as the number of fish reduces, leading to reduced catches and hence the revenue of the fishing sector. They also affect shipping as litter can cause damage to the shipping vessels, leading to reduced productivity and revenue due to delays and accidents. 
Other impacts include repair costs, rescue effort costs, and loss of life or injury. Polluted water bodies also affect the tourism sector. For example, polluted beaches discourage visitors, and a reduction in the number of visitors means a decrease in the revenue and a loss of jobs for those in the tourism sector. What is clear is that water is to the core to the existence of human beings, animals, and other living things and should be preserved to ensure its sustained availability. This sustained availability is threatened by human activities that lead to water pollution. To help overcome this, industry should come up with ways to treat the waste better, and better ways of disposal other than directing it to the water bodies. Firms in charge of water supply for human consumption should also ensure that they properly treat the water before it is supplied for human consumption. Effective environmental production policies should be put in place and include all key players in the environmental sector. There can be no life without clean water and everyone has to take part in saving water and to keep it clean. If everyone plays the role in preventing water pollution, it will be easy to have a sustained availability of clean drinking water. This will not only benefit us but also generations to come.